Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. VB wants to put you right in the middle of a good book. Here I go. Turn the page. It's time for another installment of BB's Book of the Month Club, right here on AM 680 WRKO. Oh, am I excited about I mean, this one? We put turn the page in the open, for goodness. Yes! It's so true, Lightning. Uh, I am really excited about this next one. It is Brad Meltzer is the name. He's written a book with Josh Mentz called The Lincoln Conspiracy, The Secret Plot to Kill America's 16th President and Why It Failed. This book is fantastic, and I can't wait to talk to Brad about it. Brad Meltzer, welcome to Boston. Welcome to WRKO. Uh, thank you, my friend. This book is phenomenal. As a historian myself, you know, I don't think you can read enough about Abraham Lincoln. What's crazy about this is I'd never heard of this before. This isn't the plot to kill Lincoln in 1865. No, no. This is a plot to kill him in 1861 when he's the president-elect. He's not even in D.C. yet. Right, and that's the thing that blew me away. We all know the story of John Wilkes Booth ending Lincoln's presidency. But as you said, this is the story of the first secret plot to kill Abraham Lincoln at the very start. Because in order to be sworn in as America's 16th president, Lincoln had to take a train from his home in Springfield, Illinois, to Washington, D.C. And the only way to get there was to go through Baltimore. But Maryland at the time was a slave state. So the plan was simple. A secret society planned to ambush Lincoln when he came through Baltimore and end his presidency before it even began. And this is all real. It all really happened. This is the premise and, and the setup where you'll see the story in The Lincoln Conspiracy. Well, as with all good nonfictions books, there's the way it should go is there's the main story, but then there's so many ancillary things you're going to learn that you didn't know. So for me, one of the things I just, I guess I didn't realize is sort of the history of Baltimore and how Baltimore was one of, if not the most racist city in the country in 1860 and was very much a deep South city, even though it was in Maryland. Yeah, because they had the ports there. They were moving slaves. Um, so it was this real kind of old money, old world. And we don't think of it as a southern state. But for the southern states, it's where a lot of people moved in and out of. And Baltimore was the home at this point of an offshoot of the Knights of the Golden Circle. They're a secret society in Baltimore. And their goal is to create a golden circle in the southern part of the United States, in the Caribbean and in Mexico, and draw a big circle around that area. They wanted that circle, the golden circle, to be where slavery thrives forever. That's their plan. They're a bunch of total, awful racists. And what I love is when you get to see not only to get them their comeuppance, but how they get infiltrated by, and I'll, I'll start with this because we've got to do this full setup. We've got to do it right. There's a speeding train in the middle of the night. And on this train, there's lots of passengers. We're focused on three of them. One of them is a businessman. There's a woman, and there's, she has an invalid brother but none of them are who they say they are. 
because the businessman is famed detective Alan Pinkerton, head of the Pinkerton Detective Agency. The woman is Kate Warren, America's first, America's first female private eye, amazing woman. And the brother that she so-called has isn't a brother, and he certainly isn't an invalid. He's actually Abraham Lincoln. They put him in a disguise. They give him a code name. They whisk him away in the middle of the night on the speeding train in the middle of the night. And I just ruined chapter one of the Lincoln conspiracy. But, <laughs> uh, but what they're doing is they're trying to outrun these racists in Baltimore and make sure that Lincoln isn't killed when he's there. And, and oh my gosh, I was like, I, I have to tell this story. Brad, whenever you give a book talk, you know this full well from all the books you've written. The first conspiracy, for example, if people haven't read that yet, I can't recommend that highly enough. But you, when you give a talk, you kind of got to give away some of the secrets. And chapter one is usually, I'm trying to sell you on this book because if you don't like chapter one, you're not going to read it. So you don't have much choice. You got to give some spoiler alerts when you're talking about it, right? No, and listen, I, I love talking about it. My One of my favorite moments in the whole book is when they finally have to go to Abraham Lincoln and tell him that there's a plot to kill him. And they, you know, they get him in the hotel room. It's late at night. Lincoln's exhausted. And they say to him, listen, sir, we, we know you have an event in Philadelphia tomorrow, but we need you to miss your event. We want you to instead, we're going to get you out of here. We're going to save your life. Let's go. And Lincoln says, nope, I'm not missing my event in Philadelphia. And they're like, why? And you want to know what Lincoln wants to make sure he doesn't miss the next day in Philadelphia. Here's what his event is. They're raising a flag in Philadelphia and doing a huge event to honor the birthday of one of his favorite heroes, a man named George Washington. And Abraham Lincoln is not missing that. And he, sure enough, has the event in Philadelphia the next day. Lincoln gives this big speech. My co-writer, Josh Mensch, found the, tracked down the original speech. Lincoln talks about the Declaration of Independence at Independence Hall, says everyone should have an equal chance in life. And if we can't save the country without giving up that principle alone, he pauses, and Abraham Lincoln says, I was about to say, I would rather be assassinated on this spot than surrender. And we know in that moment that Abraham Lincoln knows there's a plot to kill him when he says he'd rather be assassinated than surrender. And it just brings all of history in that moment to life to me. Well, it's not only that there's a plot, but that that he's, you know, I'm sure every president said, oh, they're going to try and get you. And you're aware of the, the risks of having that position. But he, we know at that time that not only did he take it seriously, but he had already agreed to change plans as a result of it. So he very much believed they were going to take him out. Oh, and it's right after that moment. And I don't want to ruin this part, but they sneak him out of there. You're right. And basically get him on the run. So he knows exactly what's going on. And, and, and for us, you know, I know it's, it's, we all know Abraham Lincoln. We all know he's like the man in the hat and he's, you know, the Emancipation Proclamation and, of course, wins the Civil War. But that's Abraham Lincoln at the end of his journey. At the start of his journey, what I love about the Lincoln conspiracy as a book is we get to see the early version of Lincoln before he's that man. When he's trying to figure it out, when he's second-guessing himself, when he's making mistakes, they even he's so disorganized they lose his first draft of the inaugural address. And when they tell him he's, he's won the presidency, you know what he's doing? He's at the, in the alley of a building playing handball, of all things. That when he goes to leave for Washington, D.C., he goes and says goodbye. He wants to say goodbye. He wants to see his father's grave and say goodbye to his stepmother, who's still alive, who he loves. And as he's hugging his stepmother goodbye, she hugs him and says, I'm worried you're going to be killed. I'm worried that, they're, that you're going to be assassinated. I'll never see you again. And she's absolutely right. 
But one of the things we do is when you see that Abraham Lincoln becomes a human being again, he's scared, he's anxious, all this stuff is going on. And we make a huge mistake with our heroes in America. We build these great monuments to them. We worship there and we forget they're human beings. And every single one of us, like Lincoln, has moments where, you know, we are all of us. We're brave and we're cowards and we're amazing and we're horrible and we're generous all in the same breath, sometimes within the same few minutes. And that's not a terrible thing. It's a good thing. And I think, you know, especially right now where we are, we need that reminder. We need heroes like Abraham Lincoln more than ever. Speaking of Brad Meltzer, author of The Lincoln Conspiracy, it is just out, put out by Flatiron Books. Get it today. In fact, one of the places you can get it, I'll I'll mention this quickly if I can, uh, because this is a pretty cool thing. If you order it from Porter Square Books, uh, you will get a signed book plate, which I think is really cool. So please do so with The Lincoln Conspiracy by Brad Meltzer. Brad, one of the things that I, I learned from this book, obviously we know it's a different country in 1860 than in 2020, et cetera, but the way we chose our presidents in 1860 is is a lot different. Nobody nobody knew who Abraham Lincoln was, really, outside of, a, oh, he was the guy that lost that Senate race. And in fact, they didn't campaign at all the way we do now. You were almost told to not get out there and run for president. So when Lincoln wins, there's a huge swath of the country that has no idea who this guy is. That's exactly right. First of all, you don't pick your vice president. It's picked for you. you It's kind of like bad form to go out and talk for yourself. It's obviously very different than what we do today. And when Abraham Lincoln wins, everyone's like, who's this guy? Who did we just pick? And they look at him and they start writing, man, he's ugly. Oh, he's gangly. He's six foot four at a time. You've never, if you lived back then, you probably never even met anyone six foot four. Six foot four back then was like, what? What does that even mean? And they have to now, the reason he's on this train heading from Springfield and heading to Washington, D.C., is they want people to meet him. You literally got to come out and meet him. And what's even crazier than even the way we elect them, he's got barely any security. They sure they have some cops at each stop, but the only people guarding him is he basically calls some of his old friends who he trusts, guy who has a Bowie knife and a couple guns. It's like calling your, your tough high school buddies and saying, hey, man, I just won the presidency. Come protect me. And they're so clueless about security that to encourage everyone to come out and meet Lincoln, they're publishing his train schedule in the paper every day, telling you exactly where he'll be, what train he's on, when he's transferring, who he's meeting, who he's going to be with. Because they don't, no one's, no president has ever been killed in office yet, and so they don't even realize. Wait a minute, we should probably not give all this information out, considering that half the country hates this guy. Well, also, what's crazy is, you know, you think of it now. Okay, you win the presidency, you fly from wherever you live, you're boom in D.C. that day, and sworn in, you're good to go. This was a weeks long, not only a weeks long train ride. But they were switching trains sometimes two and three times a day, and you would have to go, like, across town to catch another train. This was a really arduous journey, all while packing up every suitcase and every bag of books and everything that you needed to bring with you. This was a real labor. Yeah, and not only that, one of the things that happens um, as they're, you know, yes, you're packing up your whole life, and yes, you've got to go But that's exactly what the secret society is trying to kill him is counting on. Because what they realize is, you know, now we all know Amtrak. You can go from Boston. You can take it to New York and go to Philly and go to D.C. You stay on the same train, right? Amtrak line goes that way. The way it used to be is all the different trains were owned by different people. 
And so if you wanted to get to Washington, D.C. in Baltimore, you had to get off your train, you walked about a mile, and you either walked it or you took a horse-drawn carriage, and then you got into another train, and that would take you to Washington, D.C. So the plan was the Secret Society, these Knights of the Golden Circle and, and the National Volunteers, basically said, you know what we're going to do? Lincoln's got to get off this train. He's got to go the mile to the other one. And when he's in between these two stations, that's the kill zone. And they got him right where they want him, big bullseye on him. So one of the things in this book, Brad Meltzer, that I really love is, again, it's the ancillary characters. I think we all know the name Alan Pinkerton. We know about the Pinkertons. But I'd never heard of Kate Warren, I think, whoever had. But this is a woman who sees an ad in the paper for a detective, and she shows up, and Alan Pinkerton says, I didn't put an ad out for a secretary. And she says, yeah, I'm here to be a detective. And he goes, what? Like, up until she said it, it never even crossed his mind that that was even a possibility. And then he has to assess, wait a minute, is this a thing I could even consider? He says, I'll have to get back to you. And she says, good, I'll see you in 24 hours, same spot. And she is there the next day. Isn't it, That is just, I love you for this. That is one of my favorite scenes in the whole book. This 26-year-old woman walks into Alan Pickens' office and is basically like, I saw the ad, I'm here for the job. And, he, you know, there's a time in America when no one in law enforcement, much less on private eyes, are hiring women. And Alan Pinkerton looks at this woman and realizes, you know what? People are going to talk to her in ways they don't talk to me. And he even says, you know, he says, why do you think you'd be good for the job? And he says, women are really observant and men love to brag around us. She's not stupid. She's totally right. And I love that she totally takes him apart in that moment and says, hire me. And he does. And she's the one who has to give Lincoln his code name, has to give him his disguise. And disguising a six foot four guy like Abraham Lincoln, the most famous guy in the country, arguably at that time, in the middle of it's like hiding, you know, LeBron James. I mean, you know, good luck. People are going to figure it out. And it's Kate Warren who saves the day in the Lincoln conspiracy. And I, I, I agree with you. She's just one of my favorite characters who jumps out, even though she's a real person. Uh, last two questions for you, Brad, because I know time is short. I know you're doing a ton of these interviews today, and I really appreciate the time. Number one, uh, you do a great job of really painting a picture on how divided the country was and why they were divided. You know, on this show, sometimes people love to debate me that, you know, the Civil War was about states' rights. It wasn't about slavery, and I laugh. Like, read this book and tell me it wasn't about slavery, Brad, right? I mean, uh, God bless you, right? I mean, the thing that's so amazing um, is that, if you look at the time and you look who was hating Lincoln, uh, it wasn't about states' rights that they left Abraham Lincoln off the ballot. The South hated him so much that they left him off the ballot, wouldn't even put his name on it, because they hated the fact that he might stand for doing something that was against their, their Southern way of life. What, what were they really talking about? It wasn't states' rights. It was slavery. They didn't want to give up their money. They didn't want to give up their livelihood. That's not state rights, leaving a man's name off the ballot, even though he's the rightful nominee. That has nothing to do but venomous hatred and racism. And one of the things that was, listen, it's titillating to say to you, hey, we did a book about the secret plot to kill Abraham Lincoln. But what's far more interesting to me is what you just said. And the reason we wrote this book, Josh mentioned I, is because it actually shows you not just the plot to kill him, but the context it's in. And at that moment in time, the country is deeply divided in two. Whatever side you're on, you hate the other side. You think the other side are horrible, awful people. Does that sound familiar to you? That's exactly where we are right now. And uh, the reason we wrote this book, the perfect way to leave this is that 
it shows you what real leadership looks like. What Abraham Lincoln does in that moment of great division is he doesn't try to be more divisive. He realizes that we're our best when we're united. That's what real leaders do. Brad, congrats on the book. It's fantastic. I loved every second of it. Can't wait to read your next ones. i got to go back and read some of your other stuff because this was really, really good work, and I thought the story was great. And I'm already casting the movie. I'm trying to figure out who's playing what in this thing because this has no, every and thank you, And thank it. you for mentioning i got to owe you a huge thanks for mentioning Poor Square Books because anyone who wants a Father's Day present or even a Mother's Day present, like, go there. They are going to have those signed uh, autographed book plates that we did for them. So thank you for supporting your local bookstore. Those stores really need help right now. So thanks for the support with the Lincoln Conspiracy at that play, at, at Poor Square. I appreciate it, Brad. Thanks for the time. Take care. 617-266-6868. The book is called The Lincoln Conspiracy. Brad Meltzer, M-E-L-T-Z-E-R is his name. That's how you spell it. You can get it at Porter Square Books. You can get it anywhere you find books. You, you just can't read enough about Lincoln. It's just so interesting, and this is the young Lincoln and where his mind was at. Really, really good. Strongly recommended. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Lightning, something that you saw that made me chuckle, and I wonder if maybe we all have some stories like this. Well, we'll explain all that when we come back. It's VB. You're in the middle on RKO. VB in the middle. WRKO. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.